on maynard.com.au. AU! Don't duck and cover, just duck. It's Bunga Bunga! Oh my god, it is! Featuring Tim Ferguson. And it sounds nothing like normal, and it never will again. It never has sounded anything like normal, Maynard, and that's the way we like it. Gosh, Bruce, did you hear that? Nothing has ever cut me so deeply to the quick. No blow ever struck by any arch-villain has ever hurt me so acutely as that little boy's boo. But a lot of people liked our video we did last time. Yeah, we got thousands of people tuning in to that. It's great that our people who live overseas, you know, the Americans, actually understood what we were saying. Coming up on today's show, we'll have this. Idiot! We'll have some of that. And what do you got, Tim? Well, I thought I'd play it a lot gentler. Sometimes you've got to call it as you see it. Have you been doing any more big speeches from your balcony? And I just tell people, do not panic. Go back to your home. Bunga Bunga News. Tim, nothing going on here. I bet there is. You just can't tell us. I am going to do a live one-man mad club from my lounge room fairly shortly, which will be turning up on Facebook and then will be repeated on maynard.com.au. Half an hour of challenging music and dance to it. I knew there was going to be something happening. Um, I'm just sitting here writing, colluding and scheming for the next big thing. The next big thing will be very, very big. Have you got any theme music to scheme to, Tim, like in a silent movie? Yes, I'm playing the album from Insurgent, a terribly very, very serious millennial movie series about young people in spandex living in a dystopian blah, blah. Is this like that Melbourne suburb where they write movies and plays that are all set in the one room? Something like that. Yeah, I just turn it up real loud and that helps me wander off. Dystopian future. Oh, it's sort of like a Northcote comedy. Well, everything in Northcote is a comedy. Let's not kid ourselves. The more serious it's taken, the funnier it gets. Have you ever been able to say to someone, you just got to stop deconstructing and start constructing? I've always been tempted, man, up. Hey, I found a possum in my roof today. Wow, was it trained? Wasn't doing any juggling or anything like that. I think I'll just leave it there for a while. It doesn't seem to be hurting anything. Have you got much possum experience? Uh, no, I don't have much possum experience. Again, it's a thing where you've got guts and I just, <laughs> they're wild animals. Here's something for our overseas listeners. Not only have I had contact with a possum, I've had contact with a blue-tongued lizard. My parents had one in their house last week. Did you have any real interaction with the lizard? Managed to scare it out and it went into the cage and I took it to my place and I said, okay, you can eat the snails in my garden. I've got... The possum, I think probably the next thing is a kangaroo. Was that a real video of the kangaroo hopping down the main street of Adelaide? Oh, I imagine so. I mean, it's Adelaide. But imagine being a kangaroo hopping into town and discovering you're in Adelaide. Well, that's true. I mean, even the people are marsupials. It's amazing <laughs> what they've got in their pockets. We have really got some crank mail. Let's open the crank mail, Tim. Crank mail. Crank mail. Crank mail. Crank mail. Hang on a minute. There's some pissing going on there. Actually, to be honest, yes, it is pissing. The pissing of a certain member of parliament into a certain cup won by a certain rugby team in a certain year in a certain country known as Australia. So it's one politician, two houses of parliament. That's pretty well it. It's worth focusing that it is a persistent sound, but really 
Nobody wants to take that piss. And now, Frank, well, we've got a few things here. Did you see that one I sent you we got from Jodie Sutcliffe? She sent us a photo of something plastic that you put in your mouth and wanted to know what it was. It doesn't look like a baby's dummy. What do you think it is? It looks like your tongue goes where the dummy bit should be, and instead of the dummy filling up your mouth, there's a place for your tongue to rest. Is it something for dyeing your teeth? Oh, on earth. Thank you, Jodie, for sending that, but we're buggered if we know what it is. That item is to stop you biting your tongue. A lot of people will occasionally bite their tongues for good reasons and bad. Instead, you bite this weird jellyfish-like plastic thingy. That'd come in handy in politics, wouldn't it? That way they can suck on it. It'll shut them up. At the press conferences for Trump, some out the back yelling, suck on it. Quite an extraordinary thing. Crank mail! Adam Cantor wants to know, he's just read that the rapture's going to happen. There's a new religious end of the world thing going on that it's going to end on April 23rd. And as we'll go to air after this, we'll all find out what's your bets. World ending on the 23rd of April, Tim, yes or no? I'd say yes, definitely April 23rd. Just not this century, unfortunately. Oh. Missed it by about, about 40 million years from now, the rapture will occur if there's anybody left to suck up into the heavens. But he's definitely got the date right. That's absolutely correct. And you can prove that with science. Have you seen various Australians being raptured by the police for trying to swim in the ocean recently? Is that what happened? There was a Russian guy wearing budgie smugglers down at Bondi the other day. They were treating him like he was some 15-year-old at a music festival or something. Yeah, if you're swimming in the ocean, you're asking to be shark food, particularly if you're the only person swimming in the ocean. If you're the only person swimming at Bondi, well, do the math question here from DJ Neil Hume, who's been doing some great live appearances on Facebook as well, and uh, I'm looking forward to doing mine. I'm turning my entire lounge room into a TV studio, Tim, which yours already is, really. My life's a TV studio, Maynard. Well, well DJ Neil Hume wants to know, is uh, Jacinta Arden going to be made a saint? What do you think? I don't even know if she's Catholic. She might have been atheist. Can we make a pope, an atheist pope? Now, there's something. There have been about 22 atheist popes. <laughs> Just sometimes if you're bad at one job, they promote you. So they say, okay, you're the pope. They put the hat on. My favourite pope was the one that was actually a woman and they didn't know until she gave birth. Pope Joan. Gave the game away with that one. That's one of the giveaways, people. Keep your eyes open for that. If somebody's giving birth, there's a fair chance that that person is female. I don't know what actually happened to her after that, whether she was denounced or what. I don't know what denounced means, but it sounds pretty dirty. We don't get emails, we get denouncements. Yeah, I like that. Belinda writes to us and said she really enjoyed hearing about you mentioning Gretel Colleen on the last show. Look, I dropped Gretel Colleen's name, and I do that wherever I can because I like to call her a friend. She was the host of Big Brother. She's a great stand-up comedian, a singer. There's not much Gretel can't do. Email here from Jess, who wants to know what Kittler, and how is Kittler too, by the way? How is he handling the pandemic? He himself is doing a lot of marching up and down, marching up and down, just to keep an eye on the neighbourhood. And he's dogged in a few people, I don't mind saying. Is he still writing the occasion opinion column for Alan Jones? He does. And Alan really likes the way he writes. For a cat, he's got a boisterous, Style. The grammar may be odd, but the spelling's perfect. Oh, yeah, he's always calling up the Ellen Jones show, too. People are genuinely worried about all this. What do you make of it? Give us a call. Say hello. <coughs> you really assume the government spies on you? <coughs> she said they do. <coughs> She's got some interesting things to say. <coughs> I have no idea what that means. <coughs> you tell me if I got that wrong? <coughs> Come on. <coughs> it's not education, it is betrayal. <coughs> <laughs> 
He makes his point, that's for sure. Frank Mail. Christopher Ingraham tweeted a photo of his cat, which he describes as the world's worst cat, because this cat has discovered that instead of waking individuals up early in the morning one by one, the cat just has to wake up the baby and the baby wakes up everyone else. That's a very good plan. They are quite smart animals. And lazy. Yeah, I mean, why go to everybody's room? Then you've got to make noise yourself. This way, you stand on the baby for a second and then you watch the show unfold. Crank mail! tweet here from Horace Hubris who wants to know, with the decline of Virgin Airways in Australia, will Maynard Air finally take to the skies and take on Qantas? What do you think? That should happen, Maynard. The great thing about an airline that you're running, there will be a definite rhythm. There'll be a doof doof. Well, I thought about this. The answer to how to make money is actually in the name of the airline. And if you could be dancing all the time, you don't need the seats or the seatbelts. So there's a bit of a saving on that. Maynard Air, because what's the one thing you need at the 30,000 feet? You can bring your own air or we will rent it to you. And you can have the Bargate Basement stuff that's from North Brisbane, or you can get the good Hobart Air for a little bit extra premium. That's a bargain with a pilot who's probably sober. What's going to be the symbol of Maynard Air? What's going to be sitting on the tail? A drawing of Churchill with a top hat on an umbrella holding it up above his head and everyone looking at it. Because it's got a hint of monopoly. They're like yin and yang, you and Winston. Maynard Air. Up yours. It will be very difficult if Virgin Airline does fall to pieces. Richard Branson... He's a businessman. Hasn't he not paid tax for the last 14 years or something? Are you saying Richard Branson should pay tax? The cost of running an airline must be enormous, even higher when you have no passengers. You'd think he'd be able to borrow against the assets of the airline, wouldn't you? Just depends if anybody's buying planes at the moment. Well, it's a good time to hoard petrol. Great time. I'm siphoning petrol from every car that is parked in the street because they don't need it. They never will. And now it's gone negative. That means for every gallon of petrol you have, people have to give you money. I'll be pulling into the old BP station. I'll be filling up and they'll be giving me 40 bucks. Is that the way it works? I think that's the way it works. I think that ranks up our crank mail. Jim, what aren't people talking about? People are still not talking about microplastics in tea bags, despite me pushing that. No one's interested in that now. No one's talking about plastic bags. And no one's talking about gargling turpentine for a sore throat, and rightfully so. Nobody is talking about the approaching fashion threat of shoulder pads. Don't tell me that they're not coming back. I love how people say, when all this is over. Do you think when all this is over, Tim, we'll be going into a 1920 situation or a 1930 situation? Let's just hope we're not going into a 1940 situation. That was very <laughs> tricky. There were some snappy uniforms, but frankly, that's all that's got going for it. Uh, fantastic. We're going into a different time. A lot of people are already panicked about the unknown, which does seem to me, unless that's their job and that's what they're paid to do, a complete waste of time. You know, the Buddhists have it right, but they say don't panic about the future because it will never work out the way you think anyway. They've also got the whole lockdown haircut figured out as well, that whole shave your head, don't worry look. You get your Buddhist monk and ask them, who does your hair? Pretty well anybody. How's your haircut looking, Tim? I'm growing my hair long in a rebellion against my parents. 
Oh, hang on, Tim. There's a message from Lance Leopard just come in. I'll just have a listen, see what uh, Lance was saying. Hang on a sec. Do, do. Can I put you down for a request? Something I might usually play in a set, Tim. You know we love you, Midnight Oil, but not this one. I like Murder on the Dance Floor. Bit of Sophie Ellis Baxter. Okay, yeah, one for on you, Tim. Floor. Murder on the Dance Floor. I've got that down there. I also recommend people look up Rock and Roller, the DJ Rock and Mark Rondo. He's doing a live 50s set every weekend from his carport, which is a 50s house with a 50s microphone. And he does sponsorship announcements, Tim. It's great. Wow, I'm definitely tuning in. Will this go out live, Maynard? It'll be going out on my Facebook feed. It'll be on Friday or Saturday night at some time for just half an hour. I'll be dancing around furiously and I'll just see how that goes. It will look very stupid. Aerobics Oz Style's coming back, Tim, so why shouldn't I? Maybe you can hum the song. I don't know about the listener, but I was right there. (laughs) There's one thing that Tim must do. Tim gives his opinion without any felines helping him, unlike some Australian announcers we mentioned earlier. It's time for Tim Ferguson's right of reply to a question nobody asked. Don't expect too much. Over to you, Mr Ferguson. I went to my local supermarket and I have to say the shelves were fully stocked with baked beans and toilet paper. Get it together, Australia. Those shelves should be empty. They should be emptied at 8.05 every morning. What are you doing leaving things like that? Provisions that normal people can use. These things should be hoarded. Hoarded now. Don't think of your fellow Australians. Make sure you go straight every morning to the shopping centre and pick up all the toilet paper. Otherwise, we are an international embarrassment. Oh, look at Australia. They've still got plenty of toilet paper. Get it together, Australia. Australia could lead the world in petrol hoarding. It is fairly hazardous, but that's the way we live. Tim Ferguson telling you what to do with your toilet paper and your baked beans. Thank you for bunga bungering with me. Oh, Maynard, I love having a good bunga with you. Bunga bunga. See you later, Tim. See you, Maynard. Oh, no.
Maynard.com.au AU Bryson and Hugh Everything Digital <laughs> 